Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Profoundly Pointless. My name is Nick Vinzant. Coming up in this episode, Wild Fantasies and Water Bodies. It was simple, like, oh, wiggle your toes in front of the camera and then, you know, maybe get tickled in a video and maybe pop some balloons or, you know, pretend to get smothered by an armpit or, you know, X, Y, Z. And then it, 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 it led on from there, continued on. And I'm like, well, how come, you know, you haven't explored this with your, your wife or your partner or whatever? And they're like, well, you know, I've had this fetish before the Internet came out. So this wasn't something that I thought I was the only one. Yeah, it was like MTV Cribs, but for your mouth, yeah. And I thought foot fetish would have been that one, but it was actually mouth fetish. That was like a landslide for me. I was like, why is why is mouth fetish so popular with me? I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you get a chance, subscribe, leave us a rating or a review. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. If you're a new listener, welcome to the show. If you're a longtime listener, Thank you so much for all of your support. So our first guest works in the adult industry, and she specializes in creating clips for just about every fetish and kink that you could possibly imagine. We're going to start off talking about Foxy Boxing, but she creates videos for everything from balloons and mouth tours to session wrestling. This is Tara Misu. So, like, I've always heard of this referred to as foxy boxing. Is, is yeah. that still what it's called? Or like, what, what is this exactly? There's so many different terms in different categories. Foxy boxing, I suspect, would be more geared towards just sexy ladies, just more or less pretending to box each other. Um, it's more just for, like, the sexual gratification. Um, most of the time, they're either topless, full nude, or wearing, like, skimpy bikinis, or it's just basically two hot girls just pretending to box each other. It's super fake, um, but it, it's not even geared towards boxing so much. It's just watching the girls just like wearing the boxing gloves and just acting all woohoo and then just kind of just going at each other. What's the attraction of it? I guess why do people like it? It usually stems from something they've seen from a movie or a TV show, um, especially at a young age. Um, something clicks with them at a certain moment. Uh, in their life and it completely changes things for them to the point of, you know, a fetish or a fixation. So, I, I mean, technically I actually filmed a POV boxing just the other day. I released it last week and um, I was topless or not necessarily topless. I was wearing kind of like a monokini, but my boobs kept falling out of it. Um, so I was like, whatever, I'll go with it. But yeah, I was like, using my boxing gloves and just, you know, doing kind of like a domination type video and just kind of pew, 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 kind of thing. Is there like when you go in there and do it, are there certain things 
that people want to see. For I'll use myself as an example. Like if I'm watching something like, oh, I want to see this. I want to see that. Like are there certain things like, all right, we're making this boxing clip or this um, wrestling clip. Like, okay, we got to do this. We got to do that. Some producers like to film the talent going back and forth with each other. And then one person eventually wins. Some producers have an audience that just wants to see like one particular talent always winning or always losing, always jobbing. Um, So I guess it just depends on the scene. Um, Also, if it's a commissioned video, like if a fan, um, you know, wants to see a certain scene, they will give us basically an outline of the video that they want. And then we perform it. So that'd be like a custom video in a sense. They just want to see it could be any which direction. I'm I'm a switch on screen, so I can perform like dominant roles and submissive roles. So I, I kind of like cater to a huge audience where most others will be one sided. Do most people who enjoy it, do they want to see their favorite person win or their favorite person lose? Yes. <laughs> Both. How many of these, how many clips do you think that you've made overall? Several thousand. I mean, that sounds like to me like, holy crap. That, well, I've Is... been in the industry for eight years. So, well, I mean, that's just what I've created from my sites. So I've also worked with a lot of producers since the beginning of my career. Um, so a lot. <laughs> I don't think it succeeded like the like 10,000 or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure I'll probably start getting there pretty soon. I, I would say, like, I mean, I I had a strategy coming into this industry to make myself as well-known as possible as quickly as possible. Now, do you need to make close to that number amount for it to be profitable? Like, do you have to, it's not like somebody could make one a week and make this their full-time living. So as a content creator, I mean, you yourself would understand this too, that the more you put out, um, the more you will be seen. So if you only put out like one video a week and you're just starting out, nobody's going to know you. Nobody's going to know anything about you. If you, like I started, I was putting out a new video every other day for like a couple of years, um, brand new content. And then I broke up my content into different sites based on certain niches and started to focus on those niches and building more content for those niches as well as my like my main site, which is kind of like my catch-all like multi-fetish site. When you, when you film the boxing or the wrestling, mm-hmm. is it just those two things or are there sexual acts involved in it? Like how far do you yourself or do other people usually go? For me... It usually starts out with the fetish, uh, boxing, wrestling, whatever. Um, it could either end that way, so it could just strictly be just the fetish, or we could lead it on to something else. I've done clips both ways. I've done a video, I've done several videos before with somebody in the past for a different producer a long time ago, but I just like came to my head. They did. They had a shoot a clip. It was me and this other girl. I can't even remember who I was wrestling. We were doing the scene, and then the loser had to get humped at the end. So it was kind of like a, we did several clips. So it was like the one girl won and then I won. And then it was kind of like a, I, 
I think she won a second time or something like that. But at the very end, because we made this like deal at the very beginning of the wrestling scene, it was like, you know, whoever loses has to get, you know, humiliated and humped. And I'm like, okay. So let's just say I was the one that lost. So I lose the match. I tap out or I call mercy or whatever. And then she gets behind me and just starts dry humping me. And I'm like, oh, no, please don't do. Oh, I'm so humiliated. Oh, you know, like doing the acting and everything. And then she's like behind me grinding on me and everything like that. But, you know, after we cut, we're just like, OK, next clip. <laughs> right. It's a job. Mm-hmm. It's a job. Um, do other people go farther? Yeah. Where we're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is... No, they'll, they'll go full explicit. I mean, uh, they'll do hardcore scenes, things like that. There's um, sex wrestling. Um, there's a producer in, uh, in the Northeast that does that. Um, I work with him, but I don't do that type of content. So he and I usually just stick to, um, just fantasy wrestling type scenes where we're fully clothed. Um, and when I say fully clothed, I mean like bikini, he's wearing shorts. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, he also specializes in like oil wrestling type stuff too. So we'll shine up. So it, it, like we glisten in the light kind of thing and it looks a little bit more sensual than it actually is how come you haven't decided to go that route that's just your personal the money's not worth it or like it's it's personal um i've learned in this industry that you don't have to even take off your clothes to make money um so i don't really shoot explicit content um it's just a personal preference. I just don't want that type of content out there of me. Um, I have done simulated like a, like stuff that makes it seem like I'm doing something um, in that regard, but nothing explicit where there's penetration or any kind of like open leg type content. Um, it, it's just not for me. I'm not a sexy person. I'm a goofball. <laughs> How did you get into it? Um. So uh, after I moved back to Florida, uh, my best friend, she's been in the industry since she was 18. She just retired this year. She saw that I was struggling in my current job, uh, which was like dead end uh, restaurant job kind of thing. I really wanted to move forward uh, with my career in that and nobody was giving me the opportunity. So it was kind of like a side hustle at first. And uh, fortunately, because she's been in the industry for so long, she introduced me to the right people. Um, by that, I mean people who have a really good reputation, um, people who have a huge following. I really didn't know what I was doing. So they kind of just helped me along the way. And um, from there, I got references to more reputable producers and other talent that I could work alongside. And then that's kind of how it all kickstarted. The word that like I heard a couple of times that jumps out to me is like reputable. Like are some of the do you have to be very careful of who you're working with? Yes. Very. Are there, you know, either horror stories for you, so to speak, or for other people? Yes. Uh not so many horror stories for me, but I've heard a lot from other people. Um because they were uh not as fortunate to have the support system that I had getting started in this industry. Um, I honestly didn't even know this industry really existed until my best friend mentioned it to me. Um, So I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Like it was just kind of simple at first. It was simple like, oh, wiggle your toes in front of the camera and then, you know, maybe get tickled in a video and maybe pop some balloons or, 
you know, pretending to get smothered by an armpit or, you know, X, Y, Z. And then it, it, it led on from there, continued on into more fetishes. And then I started to see where my limits started to get hit with, you know, as far as sexuality and things like that. And then I was just like, okay, I'm going to pull back these, these particular things are not for me, but these things are. So I'll keep going in this direction and go with that. But even so, you come across a lot of people in this industry that are not reputable. Um, there's a lot of producers in this industry that have started off as fanboys um, that wanted to, you know, they, they want to they get in this industry too. They want to dip in and get that dollar, get that bag, which is fine. Um, but everybody has to do, you know, their groundwork and learn and they can't just jump in with their cell phone and say, Hey, I'm a producer or I'm an aspiring producer. I want to take photos of you. You know, I'm going to make you so much money. It's like, but where's your following? Where's, you know, how many, how much talent have you worked with prior to this? Anybody that I know, you know, it's, it, yeah. I've come across quite a few of those at the beginning of my career. I didn't know any better. Um, I've been put into some questionable positions because of that. When you're working with somebody, like how does that work? You, they pay you a flat rate or is it based on the sales or the, like, how does that usually work? I don't, I don't work off of the royalties or the residuals of other sites. Um, if they offer it to me, that's on them, but I really, I can't keep up with all that stuff. I worked with too many producers to try to, you know, chime in on their business and be like, Hey, how, how many clips did you sell of me? Kind of thing. It's not worth it to me. Uh, we either do flat rate or hourly kind of um, gigs, depending on, you know, if it's, if they need to shoot so many scenes or, you know, whatever. It's, yeah, it's just dependent on all that. So, like, yeah, I'll either charge per scene or I'll charge per hour, depending on what the content is. You know what they're doing to it, right? Like, yeah. does that enter into your mind? Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. It's work for me, but I understand the fetish enough to where I'm obviously making them want to do that. Because there's like, if we get into the session part of this conversation, I have clients who reach out to me and they'll want a particular fantasy fulfilled. And they enjoy it so much more with me as a provider versus just getting a going to a strip club or something like that. Because then they, I've heard so many stories about clients that have told me, well, I went to the strip club and, and we're, we're going to go off subject of boxing. We're just going to use feet, for example, because that's a common one. It's a common one for strip clubs. And then they'll, you know, they'll go into the private room for a dance, but then in, Instead, they'll be like, you know, can I rub your feet or, you know, can I, you know, suck on your toes or something like that? And and the performers are like grossed out by it. Like they don't they're like, why can't I just, you know, grind on you and just call it a day? Um, because they don't understand our industry. So a session is that's in person, like the person mm -hmm. is there, right? Mm -hmm. How often do you do those? A lot. <laughs> a lot a lot uh, i'm actually going on tour next week i'm going to the northeast and i 
for the third time this year. <laughs> oh gosh. Is it, is it hard to find people? Is it easy to find people? Like I'm putting out these dates. Here I come. They find me. Man. I, I mean, I put myself out on certain websites, provider websites, or I go onto certain forums, uh, depending on the fetish, uh, that I want to be known for. And I let people know, I just make myself a little mini ad and put it out into the ether and the internet and just say, Hey, I'm coming. I'm coming to these cities on these dates. If you're interested, hit me up and I'll, you know, put on my email and people hit me up and we negotiate. And if it works out cool, if it doesn't, whatever. I'm always fascinated too much by logistics. So it's like, well, then where do you meet them? Like, how do you know? Do you just meet them in a hotel room? Like, do you have a so my, like, I what? usually do more uh, upscale apartment type locations. I try to. Um, otherwise, they would be more nicer hotels. Um, it's my location. I host it. I, if Sometimes I'll go to a dungeon depending on like the type of session that they want. Um, and if, you know, the dungeon has certain type of equipment that I just can't cart around in my suitcase. When you do a session, like what kind of a particular fetish or kink or whatever word I'm supposed to be using, like what are they generally requesting? Um, I do a, a variety. I do specialize in wrestling, like fantasy wrestling sessions. I do foot fetish sessions, tickling sessions. Um, I do some impact, like spanking or ball busting. Um, none of this is nude. There is no sexual activity in my sessions. Um, I have no preference for it, uh, nor do I want to break the law. Um, what else do I do? Face sitting. <laughs> People just like some interesting things. People like, look, whatever, however, my personal opinion is, as long as you're not hurting somebody against their will, whatever you want to do, man, I don't give a shit. Yeah, what, I, I mean, want. even if it, if it was, if, the, if it was at will, I would still not go to the fullest extent that I could because I'm still not trying to send people to the hospital. Yeah, that wouldn't make sense, right? Do they get hurt? Do you like hurt, intentionally hurt people? And no. that came out in a certain way that like, look, if that's what they want. No, because people don't realize their limits. They don't really take the time to learn them unless they've done so many years worth of sessions prior to meeting me. But most of the clients I have are newbies. They've never done a session before. They don't know what to expect, but they have it in their brains after watching so much content that they think they can handle it, but they can't. So I usually have my sessions are more lighthearted, um, fun, and it'll give them a little bit of a sting, but nothing that they, you know, they can still walk out of my room in one piece. What are you usually doing to them? Mm. I mean, if it's wrestling, I'll just put them in a variety of, like, wrestling holds. Um, kind of like, I like to do a lot of role play. That kind of um, carries an entire hour of a session with me. Because um, otherwise, it's like, I can just perform the moves, and then that's it. And then it's like, okay, well, all right, that only took seven minutes. And we still got the rest of this hour. What do you want to do now? <laughs> 
I don't want to be like that. So I'm just like, hey, let's do a role play scenario. Do you want to be, you know, Batman and I be the Joker and, you know, I'm going to beat you up and you just you can't get one over me and I just defeat you or, you know, like something fun like that. I kind of incorporate some fun stuff into my my scenes Um, or they have a fantasy that they've, you know, wanted to fulfill or something that happened to them early on in life that they want to reenact. And, you know, I also take the time to talk to them and just get to know them a little bit better because not like granted, most of these people have similar fetishes, but they're all just tweaked just a little bit differently. So for like, all right, a private session, like how much do you, how much do you charge? How much do I charge? Um, well, there's so many different rates. Uh, well, not for me. I have a standard rate of 400 an hour, but some people will charge way less. Some people will charge way more. It just depends on their preference. But for me, it's just, uh, I feel like 400 is a standard rate for somebody who's been doing this for as long as I have. I've been doing sessions now for a little over four years. Um, and I mean, yeah, it just because it, they're they're getting the novelty of me and these aren't my fetishes but i understand them to where i'm going to give them you know an outlet uh, a safe space to explore their fantasies and their kinks and things like that or you know they could take that 400 dollars and spend it on a dinner and a movie with somebody they don't know and maybe weeks down the road or months down the road they may secretly sneak it into right. one of their little play times and then the other partner is just like oh i'm not really into that and then they'd be like oh wow time and money wasted that sucks my assumption would be that that person would be doing something during that session or like i don't allow just... that some people do some people allow um the you know the release or you know self-service or full service um and i no no shade on on those providers that's just not for me i i have done sessions with enough law enforcement to know what is and what isn't okay that's a great way to answer that question mm -hmm. <laughs> right and it's just personal preference. It just kind of goes beyond the boundaries of my personal relationship. Is there a typical client that does the in-person stuff like, right? Like I know that if I get a request, it's probably going to be a man or a woman of this age. Like, is there a, a typicality? That's not a word, but you well, know what I mean. Typical like, is male. Uh, I've never had a session with a female. Um, and as far as age goes, I've had it as is uh like early 20s to is i've actually just had somebody recently that's 85 years old that just reached out to me oh i feel like that was his life like he's been waiting his whole life no he's been doing this for a while oh. i felt like a sweet old man you don't understand <laughs> there's people in this world that like they've had their fetishes before the internet Oh yeah, so I think I they feel like have a been, lot of people probably have. They have been, you know, finding their kinks through magazines, artwork, um, television. The internet is an amazing place. I think that every man or woman 
listening to this has gone down like a Pornhub hole before, right? Like, like I did not know that existed. Yeah, it's interesting to see those things. I'm sure mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, some of my older clients that have um, that I've seen, they have told me, you know, obviously, I come across a lot of clients that are that are either transparent with their partners or are not, um, depending yeah, on their age, that. primarily, mostly because of their age. And I'm like, well, how come? you know, you haven't explored this with your, your wife or your partner or whatever. And they're like, well, you know, I've had this fetish before the internet came out. So this wasn't something that I thought I was the only one. I get that a lot. So before the interview, like I went through, um, your clip store, right. Just to like, look. you like, man, I I didn't know a lot of that stuff existed. Oh, you went through my main site. I'm not sure. Okay, so my main site is Terrace Temptations. I do five minutes of research. Sorry, I, I talked over you. Oh, it's okay. My main site is Terrace Temptations. There's, like, there was things. So how many fetishes do you, is that, is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Or should I be using kink? Okay. Yeah, how either many or. Different ones, how many different ones do you do? Because I was looking at it, I was like, oh my. I had, there's a lot and a lot of things that like, okay. I've mm-hmm. never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. I do so many. Um, and, and I'm sure that there's still more out there that I've not done or that I don't know about. So especially when somebody reaches out to me either for a custom video or a session or something, they tell me to give them like a laundry list of things that I'm willing to do. And I'm like, no, I'm not willing to do that because if you have a particular kink that I don't even know about and I don't list it, then that's that's lost opportunity for me to engage with you. So... I'm always like, open book, you know, you tell me what you like, and I'll let you know if it's something I'm willing to do. No shade. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's got something. If you were to kind of make a list, like how many, what you do, this, 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 and this. Embarrassed Naked Female is one of my top selling videos. Do you, in that, you so you, you're doing, you're just. I do full somebody. nudity in that. But. Who's embarrassed? You're embarrassed? You're like, how does it work? Okay. It's um, mainly because I don't do bottomless for any other producer. It's a personal preference. I am not actually embarrassed about my bottom half. I, I'm very insecure. I feel like that's different. Um, so I am able to control what gets shot at what angles Whereas if I were to shoot for another producer, they won't care what I look like down there. They are getting the content. And at that point, I'm signing away my rights for them to ever like take it down if I ever wanted it to, because that just wouldn't work. So I, I'd rather have more control over that. So because of that, um, I only have ENF content of myself on my site. There is one other producer that has some but not, but it is very restricted of the type of content that I shot with him because he was the very first one that encouraged me to do it. Um, and then from yeah. there, he, ENF you know, is... what's that? Oh, embarrassing yeah. female. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then from there, he encouraged me to uh, help me start doing it myself. And then, um, then I just started just becoming exclusive to my site with the, that content because I saw how well it sold for me. But it's just because I'm exclusive 
So all my mm. sales show or reflect that. Um, another uh, type of fetish that I excel well in is cunt busting. Kicking people in the crotch, right? Yep. So as I was telling that's, you before we started, yeah, as I, as I mentioned to you before we started the podcast, um, my MO is basically jackass meets whose line is it anyway. So I kind of like just do random funny stuff. Uh, <laughs> if yeah. I have a case, this will be it. <laughs> the other ones, okay. The other ones I saw was mouth viewing. Oh, mouth fetish. I have a whole website for that. I don't know if that so, was the one that you saw then. I don't like I try to like be aware but not really look cuz I feel like for me personally like people can do whatever they want but I feel like I'm crossing a line like if I'm staring at you and then talking to you right like I, that <laughs> that that to no, me no, feels no, no, like no. I shouldn't it, do it's that. It's all good. It's all good. I mean cuz I'm just doing I'm performing a role. That's the way to look at it. So you for know, the, like you see me like in front of a camera performing a role, it's not who I am as a person. It's just me just acting out that fantasy for the sake of, you know, producing content for a dollar amount. So the mouth stuff is, it looked like you're basically just showing your mouth. Yeah, it was like MTV Cribs, but for your mouth. Yeah. That is, what's the, why would somebody be attracted to that? I think it's like an oral fixation. I did have a girlfriend with an oral fixation. <laughs> now it makes sense, right? Oh, okay. But then uh, why? Actually, well, I created a whole niche store on that because when I first started my clip store, my main one, I was trying to, I took the first six months to try to figure out, okay, what content sells the most for me? Because I know if I do a focused store that that'll help bring more income in. Um, and I thought foot fetish would have been that one, but it was actually mouth fetish. That was like a landslide for me. I was like, why is, why is mouth fetish so popular with me? Um, I do know also it's because I have a larger mouth. Like I can stretch my mouth to be, um, really wide and you can see everything. Like if I get a light in there at the right angle, you can see down my throat. And um, I, I now even go as far as I use an endoscope camera so I can have like a little like long cord. Oh, the whole thing. Yeah. And you can do extreme close-ups now. And I can get as far back as seeing my epiglottis. I don't know what that is. <laughs> okay. So an epiglottis looks like a whale penis. It's basically just past your tongue. You can't see it like just looking at like through a regular camera. You have to have an endoscope for this. Listen, okay. (laughs) I know. Now I got to Google whale penis to see what a whale whale penis penis is. Whale penis and epiglottis. That's where we're going the same thing. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you looking up whale penis? Well, listen, it's it's what it looks like. Internet provider is just like, hey, what are you doing? (laughs) Okay. So we got ENF mouth the word that i can't say busting yes you can it's fine i can't it depends no, on the context was... it depends on the mm-hmm. context if you're if calling was... someone a cunt that's different from saying cunt busting no i was like when i was young i remember 
a friend of mine was really mad at his then girlfriend and said that word and everybody was like, oh my God. Like I was like, ooh, nope, not saying it. Um, are there any other ones that you would say like, okay, that one, well, that's a, that's a popular one. Um, bondage is a popular one. It's kind of like a damsel in distress where, uh, the female gets tied up and helpless. Um, and that can go any which direction. It could be any kind of scenario. It could be super heroine, a themed, like hero gets tied up and helpless. Um, it could be like girl next door gets tied up and helpless. Like she's being robbed. Um, there's so many different ways of doing this. Um, that's a more traditional one though. I feel like, right. Yeah, those traditional are being relative, right? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because also are... you got to think back as far back as before the internet. Think of comics, think of um, artwork, um, or things that you've seen on TV. Like they had that type of stuff on there too. So now it's being fetishized. Are you ready for some harder slash listener submitted questions? Sure. Your most frequent request. Oh, my most frequent request. Uh, in terms of video or sessions? Let's do both. In terms of sessions, tickling. I don't really like to be tickled, to be honest with you. I just had that self-realization moment. Like, That's actually my favorite type of me. session. <laughs> it is. And I'm a switch. So I love to receive and I love to give. Is that weird though, right? Like that you've got... Not weird in judging people, but in like, hey, this person that maybe I've never met is now tickling me all over the place. Or is that just like, man, it's Tuesday. Uh, it's my job. Kind of both. It depends on if I can establish a connection with them. And that's usually why, like in my sessions, I kind of like try to have some time, some downtime to talk to them and get to know them a little bit more so that I can kind of establish a little something with them. Otherwise, yeah, it is kind of creepy. And I could see that, right? I've I've had a session once before where a client made it very clear that he was only trying to get his money's worth out of this. And I was like, cause I, I kept trying to like, like at the beginning of every session, I like sit down, kind of just calm their nerves. Cause you know, novelty of me. And I'm just like, I'm just a regular person, but you know, obviously I get, you know, I'm an internet personality, but Hey, right. let's talk for a second. And like, figure out like tell me more about what you like tell me more about like how you how you develop this and you know so it's kind of like doctor patient kind of thing uh form of therapy and then you know they'll open up to me and i'm like okay cool so you know we'll kind of like segue into it from there and at least i establish something with them and then we'll kind of do a little bit of play and then we'll take a break and then you know i'll talk to them a little bit more and calm their nerves a little bit more and we get into it a little bit more depending on like be it one-sided tickling or switch or whatever and then um at the end of it it's 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 fun you know like i have a good time they have a good time um but yeah like i had that one session i was like wow you know like you don't want to get to know me at all bro like go tickle someone else then (laughs) or go find i don't know like yikes it's just hard like i I just was cringing the entire time i'm uh yeah. Not judging people. Most interesting request. Like, whoa, that was a little different. I had not experienced that one before. Oh, God, I've gone through so many. Oh, there's like, I'm completely like desensitized by most things already. I, I can't. One time I was I was trying webcamming out at one point 
And someone asked me to rub a piece of paper on my chest. Just like a regular I was piece just of like, paper? yeah, just a piece of paper. Just like, just one here. I immediately had to sync it up with ASMR. That makes sense. Yep. I think that, yeah. Yeah. He wanted me topless just rubbing paper on my chest because he wanted to hear the crinkling noise. I'm like, okay. I, at first, I was just like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That's... I like, I have to like figure out what they're like. They may give me the request, and then I have to like put two and two together and be like, okay, what fetish is this? So then I know how to perform. Because if I'm just doing it randomly, I may be really awkward about it and not seem like I'm interested. And it's just like, it's not that I'm not interested. It's just I don't understand. And I need to understand in order to be able to perform the role. That makes sense, right? Like, I think that a lot of times if you can understand why somebody is attracted to something, it does kind of make sense. Mm -hmm. um, in, this, in that regard, um, fetish or kink you have no interest in? fetish or kink that you like oh yeah that is kind of your jam um i don't personally have any real kinks or well i mean not that i'm willing to disclose um but as far as what i'm not into um not into anything illegal um or anything involving toilet fetish what is toilet fetish i do not the know toilet fetish like that's, pooping? That's when, yeah, that's when somebody takes a dump on you or farts in your face or pees on you. <laughs> oh, I thought it was actually involving like just sitting on the toilet. That too. I don't have a sense of smell, so quite honestly, I wouldn't have that much of a problem with people farting in my face. <laughs> right? I could, I could be the single greatest producer of... People farting in my face. That I missed my true calling. Yeah, could have made, but I don't think I have, women. Are... I have tried other fetishes that I realized that I was that they weren't for me. But at least I could say I tried them. Um, A B D L. Okay, I didn't hear what you said, but I want to try to guess. A B D L. Ass balls. Dick licking? I don't no. know. What is, what is ABDL? Adult baby diaper. Oh. I said, oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, saw some yeah. Of, I saw that last week. Um, There's, like, age regression mixed in with that. Um, I, don't, these... I don't throw shade. Like, if they want to do it, that's cool. It's just not for me. I don't want to perform any kind of roles like that. Um, I've actually just recently stopped in the last year, stopped doing um, uh, anything leaning towards taboo roles or any kind of age play roles. Before, I didn't really care so much because I was thinking in my head, I'm like, this is a fantasy. This is not real. Um, this is just an act. And I've realized um, that it's... Um, it gives off a certain kind of, um, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's, in, it's encouraging certain types of behaviors that a lot of, of like non-industry 
don't, I don't want to say don't approve of, and I'm, I'm trying not to make this seem like I'm king shaming in any way, shape or form. It's just, I'm personally uncomfortable with it. Of, of performers in your industry, who's has the best, like name, like stage name, stage name. Hmm. There's a lot of them. Like, Ooh, that's a good one. I don't want to be full of myself, but I really like my stage name. But isn't it Teramizu? But yours is different than the dessert, right? Teramizu. Is that how you actually pronounce the dessert? No. Teramisu is how you pronounce the dessert. Yeah. It's a play on words. If you break up the name, Terra is Latin for earth, and Mizu is Japanese for water. Oh, I didn't know that. I just assumed you liked the dessert. <laughs> Actually, fun fact, it's not my favorite dessert. <laughs> creme brulee is. <laughs> you could have been creme brulee. Hell no. That's going to be my name for my new fart website. Yeah. It's going to be Mr. Mr. Creme brulee. Wow. I'll just let people. Hey, you know, you can make anything work, honestly, if you just yeah, believe you it. Can. If you just believe. You know, I'm. On kind of like a serious note, right? Like some of the things that you that we've talked about are kind of like maybe not the things that a lot of people are familiar with. Are people ashamed of them? The older crowd is usually. That's kind of sad. Right? That's like it's not it's like unfortunate, but you this. know, like it's the generation. You know, like like I said, before the internet came out. A lot of this was hush-hush. Yeah, that's true. So they couldn't be transparent with their partners. And they couldn't be open about, you know, anything um, because they felt like they were the only ones. Now that we have the internet, like, some of the older crowd has been coming out about it and being open, and which is great and everything. Um, and then the... Younger generations are all like <laughs> transparent as fuck. <laughs> They're just like, I like everything. Stick that up in my face. Do do people get into the industry and then like regret it? Yes. Like how common would that be? Uh, it just depends on um I mean, I have seen people come and go in this industry and come back again. It's almost like I mean, sex work in general. Uh a lot of people do it for the money. Uh, a lot of people do it because it's a side hustle. Um, then there's people like me who turn it into a full-blown career and, you know, try to, you know, make a living out of it uh, full-time. Um, but other people are just trying, you know, it's almost like, you know, stripping during college kind of thing. They're just trying to make their money and get out. Um, other, but at this point... I don't try to encourage anybody to get into this industry anymore. I, I used to. I used to be like, oh, my God, so amazing. Like, you know, like we got this whole amazing community and everybody's like super open and super cool and everything like that. But I wasn't thinking so much about their futures um, because like I, I wasn't necessarily just trying to think about like, oh, how can I profit off this person? But it was just kind of like a I, I like to be, you know, including people. And that's yeah. just the type of person I am. But now I'm just like. This may affect their life, like all their entire life. And I may not be a part of that, you know, their entire life. So um, 
you know, as much as I would love for them to be a part of this industry, like the rest of the world is not as accepting of that. So um, every time someone reaches out to me, it's just like, I'm going to get into the industry. And I'm like, okay, well, please understand, you know, the consequences that come with this, because there's a lot of them um, yeah. in terms of like, you know, what type of work you're going to be doing in the future? Is this going to be your full-time job? You know, are you going to be able to sustain it? Um, because this is also a very difficult industry to be in. It's very cutthroat. We, it's oversaturated at this point. Um, we are also mixed in with normal content creators that are trying to do anything to be, um, you know, to try to get a hook and, you know, get people to join their OnlyFans now at this point. So it seems like everybody's getting an OnlyFans now. Um, yeah, so, uh, or the type of job that they already have. I've had people in high-profile jobs that are saying, like, oh, well, I want to be in your videos. I'm like, you work for the military, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't do that, Like, buddy. how is that going to work? Um, or, you know, like, you're if you're a teacher, if you're in politics or in law enforcement or, you know, any kind of high-profile job like that or anything basically in politics law enforcement or kids involved automatically it's a no is that's really all the questions i mean we pretty much covered everything is there anything else that we missed or anything else that's kind of coming uh, up next for you what's going on next for me i'm going on tour next week i'm gonna go to the northeast it's going to be amazing i'm traveling with one of my um normal tag team partners uh she goes by megan jones she's also an amazing session provider and now a producer um and we're just gonna hit up all them states and work 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 and i'm gonna go home enjoy the holidays and start all over at the beginning of the new year i want to thank tara so much for joining us if you want to connect with her we have linked to her on our social media sites we're profoundly pointless on tiktok twitter and instagram and we have also included her information in the episode description. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Now let's bring in John Shaw and get to the pointless part of the show. Okay. I don't really want to ask you this question, but I feel like, I feel like it fits the theme of our guest. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being like straight, missionary nothing and 10 being you do the wildest thing imaginable where do you feel like you sit on that scale 10 years ago i was probably a good probably a good five or six now i'm just lucky to get to a two right like you go through ups and downs in a marriage where you can be at like a one and you can occasionally get up into like the sixes and the sevens but i've never been like an eight, nine, ten person. I don't know if I could honestly handle it. Yeah, I'm not even entirely sure I I would know what would classify for an eight, like like upside down, like 
bondage? I'm not even sure that I would know what would classify for an 8, 9, or 10. I don't even think that any like BDSM stuff is above like a 5 or a 6 anymore. I think that if you're like in 10s, you're like dressed up in adult diapers having <laughs> sex on the Tilt-A-Whirl, right? Like that's where you've got to get to really get to that high stage, which is why I don't I think mean, that I've ever been above like a 5 or a 6. I mean, that actually sounds pretty awesome on a Tilt-A-Whirl. I don't even know how you could physically do it. I feel like, you know, you have these conversations and it's like, oh, having sex on a Ferris wheel, having sex on a beach. Then if you've ever done it, you realize it's actually work and it's not as great as it sounds. Yeah. Once you get to a certain point in life, you either basically go big or go home when it's with the missus, right? It's like either, all right, it's Tuesday. You know what time Tuesday is? Or it's going to be like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the schedule, especially, you know, once you hit a certain uh, certain age is, is more of like, okay, uh, it's Tuesday, 930. We're going for that number one. Maybe number two if we're feeling spicy. If, if we've had some spicy food before, we might get up to a two and a half. We'll see. I would say I'm probably like maybe a f- four or a five, but I'm okay with that. I don't know if I want to venture okay. into that unknown territory. I mean, I'm going to give myself a good 1.7 right now. I think that, do you think that most people are secretly less wild or more wild than they let on? Oh, less wild. I, I think, I I would I would go out on a limb and say that 96% of, of humans are less wild in bed than you think they would be. Yeah, but it's the ones that you don't suspect that are always the ones where you're like, holy shit, I'm just <laughs> holding on. Man, all right, well, let's uh, let's get to some shout-outs. Uh, we will start here uh, with Tim Gonzalez, Alex Cancel, Rambo Lorenzana. That is not – really? Uh, I, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm going to guess by their handle. Uh, it's Baja Rambo that – Maybe Rambo's in their actual name, or maybe Lorenzana is in their actual name. I'm not sure. I wonder what like movie character you absolutely cannot name people after. You don't like are there very many Anakins from Star Wars? Not a lot of Rambos. <laughs> huh. I you know, I'm just I'm just thinking. I, I don't know if I've ever even known a Rambo, like an actual person named Rambo. Somebody's got to have named their kid Rambo. I'm sure. There has to, but I don't know any of them. You think that you would have at least heard of someone either in your personal life or like a celebrity or somebody famous named Rambo, but (laughs) no, no one. I don't know any famous Anakin though. I can't say I know a single Anakin, which is as popular as Star Wars is, it's surprisingly that there isn't a single Anakin. There might be a Jar Jar, but I bet there's not an Anakin. <laughs> there's no Jar Jars. There's no Jar Jars. No, there's no Jar Jars. And oh. thank God for that. Uh, and I'm sorry if your name is Jar Jar, but your name sucks. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> it does suck. You got to get that changed. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Clinton Forbes, Brett Stubbs, Phil Baum, Travis Pierce. Uh, Grant Gustafson, uh, Mighty Sturdivan, 
And uh, Filippo Bianchi. Congratulations. I saw this thing on social media the other day where a guy changed his name to Philip My Mouth With Farts. So it's Philip My Mouth With Farts. And I just keep, I laugh about it every 10 minutes. Philip My Mouth With Farts. I mean, if we're 12, it's funny, which I guess we are. Cause it's it's, I don't care how old you are. Farts are always funny. Man, talking about social media, that Elon Musk, huh? He sure is tweeting out every hour of the day. Man, he's going for it. I don't know if we want to get into this whole thing, but he's definitely staying <laughs> active, right? Uh, all right. Got a couple of uh, bangers for you. Uh, this one's really just a question to you. Uh, but do you feel the need to add cheese to food? Like, say you're having a hot dog. Do you feel like, oh, man, this would be better with cheese? I would have to say yes. I can't think of a single thing that is honestly not better with cheese, except for maybe seafood. Well, fried seafood is probably better with cheese, but not raw seafood. Yeah, you don't want to have like a grilled salmon with cheese on it. That's probably the only thing I can't think of and desserts but even there is pushing it right like i really can't think of anything that doesn't go better with cheese yeah it's it's a it's a tough one like it's it makes you think a little bit it's it's a hard call cheese 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 yeah i really can't think of anything that you wouldn't add it to that wouldn't make it better charcuterie boards are underrated they are delicious can we go back to the fact that you have like eight different types of tongs in your house when you really only need one type of tongs? It's not first off, it's not eight. Uh maybe it shouldn't be more than one. Maybe two if like you had one already and like you were bought one and your wife bought one both thinking you needed one. There's no reason to have more than two pairs of tongs in a house. I mean without without like really going down the list, I I can just name five different kinds right now of tongs that I have. Okay, so you got mad about eight, but you only have three less. What are the names? Okay, may, what I'm, kind of tongs are they then? I may have eight. Uh, so I have bread tongs, regular tongs, biscuit tongs, baking tongs. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Get> ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Uh, and then I have grilling tongs. Uh, and I also have like... Uh, um, like a pasta tong you're it's supposed to you're supposed to be it's like curved at the end and you can it doesn't matter what it is but uh, and I'm, I'm sure i i'm sure i have two other types of tongs if you give me long enough to think about it have you ever been like oh no this is the wrong kind of tongs i've got to get the other one. Oh, god silly me i was using the biscuit tongs for the bread listen while you were having whatever you were having for thanksgiving dinner i was having uh, a fantastic dinner with all of my tongs. Okay. Just keep in mind that this is the guy who thought it was a good idea to put ketchup on barbecue. Yeah, that was a mistake. That's something mm-hmm. I'm going to regret. Yep. Uh, but here you are to make me relive it every episode. Uh, try to do right. that. Uh, would you rather have... I don't even know why Why I, I thought of this the other day. Uh, would you rather have four elbows or four kneecaps? Well, four elbows because both of my knees hurt, and I'd rather not have two more things that hurt right now. Because then you'd have four arms. I don't want to have four legs. Would you just have extra elbows? Or you mean you no, just you like don't. your the, your current appendages just bend in more ways? Yeah, no, like you'd have you know two more arms or two more legs. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I'd much rather have two more arms. That would be like Goro from Mortal Kombat. It was really just making me think that that you know we always we we ask those questions on this podcast a lot, right? Like feet, arms, fingers, but we never talk about the joints, the things that really go on you. Like your arms don't go, your elbows go, your shoulders go, you know, your legs don't go, your ankles go, your kneecaps go. I both understand your point and think that maybe that's not physiologically the way that it works. But regardless, I'm not sure. I just might have had a self-realization the other day, and it's it's just it's just killing me. What's your self-realization? You don't have enough elbows? I've I've hurt my knee before, right? Like a long time ago when I was younger. And I've never really had like I've never woken up and been like, man, I feel just old today. And I don't know, maybe, I don't know, it was before the last last time we recorded, uh, or after, I should say. Uh, but, man, I woke up one of those days, and my knee, I mean, I felt like like I just ran a marathon, which I've never done, so I don't even know what that pain is like. Uh, but I wanted to cut my knee off, and all I did was wake up. Yeah, dude, this is, this is the latter part of your life, where everything hurts oh, all the time. When you hit 35, like I am, really you have maybe 20 more years left of good life before you start to decline pretty fast. You know, if you're an average person, I'd say. I think if you hit 35, you are out of time physically. You are now on the decline. I think it actually starts around 27 when you start to physically decline. But around 35 is when it really hits. So you spend the majority of your life moving away from your physical peak. And that's just the reality of your life. It just stinks. My dad said something to me once that the older I've gotten, the more I've realized it's true. It's like, you got to be tough to get old. It's hard. You kind of become, you're not like the cool thing in society anymore. Your body hurts. You've got more stress. Like it, getting old is hard. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's just downright sucks no so listen so i let i let i let the people down this week there was no twitter question no current events it's okay happen but but it is uh no it isn't oh man no it's not god dang it it's not candle of the month because this episode comes out on the 30th 30th. of november and it should be next week next episode should be candle of the month and then can or we'll do candle of the year later so you blew it. God damn it. Man. Can I have like a... No. Can I? No. no. Candle of the month is reserved for candle of the month time. We can't make the whole show right. candle of the month, which is I know is what you want to do. The candle. God. Why no. haven't you started listen. a podcast just talking about candles? Listen, everybody out there. I'm going to have two candles of the month. I'm doubling it. Next episode. Man, sure it's not candle of the month. It's going to be you keep, candle. Listen, listen, listen. You keep doing this. First, you're asking people to go ahead and send you submissions for Candle of the Month. Now you're trying to make two candles of the month. You're trying to get away from your responsibilities. It's supposed to be you finding the candle of the month. Now, are you going to be the outlaw candle connoisseur and blaze a path, or are you going to ride into the sunset? Because right now it sounds like you've given up. Oh, no. What? <laughs> you should have seen how that's that what I'm the hearing. highlight of my day. That's what I'm hearing this. is you've given up right now. But, well, you know what? Then 
then I will stop talking about it. But I can tell you this candle, it is bigger and better than any candle I've ever promoted on this show before. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then let's just move into our top five because I think it's an interesting one. Yeah. Our top five is top five bodies of water. What's your number five? When doing research for this, I didn't realize how many bodies of or kinds of bodies of water uh, there actually are. So it it's uh, one of those things you think like, okay, ocean, lake, river, but then you actually start to think about it. And there's, I actually looked it up. There's 47 different kinds of bodies of water. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, I'm <laughs> moving on. Uh, I'm going to start here with uh, my number five, which is simply a lagoon. Mm, I thought about law. I, I almost put lagoon as my number five. I like the idea of it. I've just never personally been to a good lagoon that I really liked. I've been to a couple of lagoons, and uh, they are they are nice, very amazing, very warm, very sensual. I was at an eight that day. I'll tell you that. Wow, I don't want to know any more about it at all. <laughs> a lagoon and does. Should we also do the technical definition of the thing that we are talking about? Uh, sure. Uh, let me see if I can find it real fast. I got it. I got it. A lagoon oh, is right. a shallow body of water separated from a larger body of water by a narrow landform, such as a reef, barrier island, or barrier peninsula. So basically when you're thinking about like places like Costa Rica, Jamaica, like warm weather, that's, that's separated from the ocean. That's like a lagoon. Good choice. Could go higher if it was more common. I would agree. My number five is a spring. I like a good spring. Fresh water. Usually it's like hot springs where you get hot water coming up. Can't go wrong with a spring. No, you can't. It's uh it's fair. You know, I think I I, I think once you know, as happens under top fives, the top three are probably set some way, shape, or form. So five and four are gonna be the outliers. Uh so I think spring is fine. I think it's good. Springs occur when water pressure causes a natural flow of groundwater onto the Earth's surface. It can be hot and result from the discharge or recharge of an aquifer. There is a amount of pressure that is placed on the body of water. Well, on that note, uh, my number four is a channel uh, slash uh, canal. And I have them both kind of as my number four because I, I believe they serve kind of the same purposes for uh for certain things like uh, shipping uh, i don't care about a channel right i understand the economic importance of a channel but i don't really care about a channel very much a channel is a wide strait or waterway between two land masses that lie close to each other so like the english channel it's the only one i can even think about i don't even know another channel a canal is apparently a smaller version of a channel Usually for carrying drinking water. Well, you know, let's not forget the Panama Canal. That's the easily the best canal. There's also Sioux the Suez Locks. Canal. The what? There is the, the Suez Canal, which some would argue that is the best canal. I just think of Panama because I've heard of it before, but I feel like the Suez Canal is the more important one. All right. What's your number four? My number four is a lake. But it has to be a specifically smaller lake. I need to be able to see from one side to the other. If it's any bigger oh. than that, 
if I can't swim across a lake, then it's a little bit too big for me. I need to be able to swim across a lake at its narrowest point. Maybe not. That's actually pretty fucking far when you think about swimming. I need to be able to run across a lake. If if I was to drop you in the middle of a lake, do you think you could swim without any assistance to to one of the to to land? Well, it depends what lake it is. I mean, I, I mean, I, if I don't it's know. the Great I mean, Lakes, no. The Great Lakes, best state in the country, baby. Which, well, I mean, they, they're in a number of states, but anyway. Um, yeah, like if it's like a small lake, then yeah. If it's like a big lake, then no. Anyways, there you're right. That question, I did not, I was not. You didn't anticipate, you didn't think that one all the way through, yeah. did you? I didn't either. Okay. Nice, all right, nice everybody knows what a lake is. I don't think we have to look up the definition of a lake. All right, uh, my number three, uh, see, I, I had Lake, but now I kind of want to change it just to be different than you. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to say uh, for my number three, I'm going to go with a bay. Mm, okay. I have bay a little bit higher. My number two is a bay. Okay. Am I supposed to say my number two now? No, I'm going to give you my number three. Uh, my number three is a fjord. Okay. Oh, All you're gonna right. oh you're gonna look at those pictures of fjords in like Norway and be like, nope, that's not for me. No, I mean it's 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 fine. I mean, it's just why why do you have to be that guy? Why do you have to be? I'm the fjord guy, and I love Frozen. Yeah, I mean, well, number one, I do like Frozen. It is actually a legitimately good movie. And then I've seen all those pictures from like Canada and Greenland and Norway, and they look fucking amazing. You don't want to go through yeah. that? Of course. I'd love to go experience nature in, on the fjords. A fjord is a long, deep, narrow body of water that reaches far inland, usually as the result of glaciers retreating, but can be formed in other ways. It's often set in a U-shaped valley with steep walls of rock on either side. Uh, my number two. Rolling down the river. Mm. A river. Now, when you mean river, though, like how big of a river are you thinking? A big river. We talking like Mississippi River, Nile River, Amazon River? River? Those are too big for me, and I can't put them on the list. (laughs) That's what. Anyways, Uh, yeah, a big river, like the more notable rivers, I guess I we can say. So I specifically don't like rivers because of the size of the river. Now, if the river was smaller, I like I like the concept of a river, but I don't like the size of a river. Kind of with lakes. Like, I like the concept of a lake, but not usually the size of most lakes. Do you know uh, what the longest river is in the world? I believe there is some debate between whether it's the Amazon or the Nile. That it changes. Man, this guy's a geography major. Thank you, Lord, for that. If if I am correct in there, there is some debate about like, well, when it where exactly does the river end? Like the Amazon, if you include all of it, is the longer river. But it depends on how it is defined. Like if you did the straight path, I believe the Nile is the longest river. But then if you include like where the Amazon starts and then ends. The Amazon would be the longer river. There's some confusion of the definition about like, okay, well, wait a minute. If it branches off into this river, is it still technically that river? 
Well, according to our friends at uh, Britannica, it is the Nile River by about 75 kilometers. So you are correct. Hmm. I think there is, you know, you could shake a tree at it. It could go one way or the other. Uh, but it's definitely the Nile, Amazon, Yangtze, hmm. Mississippi, uh, Yenisei, or Yenisei, Yellow, and then uh, some other ones. But those are the main main rivers. Uh, we didn't do bay. A bay is a body of water partially surrounded by land, usually smaller and less enclosed than a gulf. That makes sense why it's Tampa Bay in the Gulf of Mexico. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Okay. What's your number? <sighs> hmm. Can you? Okay. You try to guess my number one. I'll try to guess your number one. I mean, there there is. We should have a unanimous number one. There I is only one. I completely disagree. So then, yours is ocean. Mine is not ocean. It is. Okay. Yes. My number one is ocean. Your number one, if it's not ocean. I bet you can't get it in three guesses. Oh, so it's something pe- peculiar. Uh, let's see. Not peculiar, just one that you kind of forget about. Like, oh, yeah. And, so it's not a puddle. And is hard to distinguish from other things that are similar to it, but it apparently is different. All right, let's see. So it's is it a pond? No. Kind of around, think it is smaller. I'll give you a hint after each clue guess it is a smaller body of water it's not a puddle no bigger net it's two i'm not sure that if i know something that's smaller like i don't know if i uh uh this it's no it wouldn't be a pool right no a pool is not not a body body. of water yeah well you said like hmm I would classify it in my mind. Obviously, it's not that size. It can be very long, but it is not big. <laughs> uh, it's not a straight. No, it wouldn't be a straight. Um, no, I forgot about a straight. I'll, I'll tell know, you this. It? It's the same. It starts with that letter. I thought you were about to say it. That doesn't really. Uh, what is it? I'm, I'm, I'm... Stream. Good fishing, oh. good for drinking, nice to have. If you're like camping, have a good Ooh. stream next to you, little log cabin. Stream is the greatest uh, body of water in my uh, Not too I think much, that's, not too little. No, nah, I think that's a weak number one, man. I think you have to go ocean. No, I don't think you go ocean. Ocean is dangerous. But it's essentially, you know, what, what keeps our planet thriving and alive for the most part. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Just stick to the livers, rakes, and lakes and streams that you're used to. R.I.P. R.I.P. Oh, wait. Are they all dead or just one of them? No, I was just forget. left eye, I think. T-Boz, left eye, and the other one, who I don't know, obviously. Chili, I believe. I believe it's T-Boz oh, and yeah. Chili. What's in your Chili. honorable What's in your honorable mention? Okay, or do you want the definition of a stream? Because I don't know what the definition of a stream like how a stream is different than a creek or a brook. So I actually have a creek on my honorable mention, so I'm interested to know. Uh, while you do that, I'll go through uh, my very short list here. Uh, so I have a pond, uh, a puddle, because puddles are, are important and they're fun. Um, they are fun. 
And then I, like I said I, earlier, uh, I think I might have spilled the beans, but I also have a straight on my uh, honorable mention. I don't know what a straight is. A stream is a body of water that flows on Earth's surface. It's basically interchangeable with a river, although a river is usually described for something that is bigger. A stream smaller than a creek, especially one that is fed by a spring, is a brook. A creek is a small to medium-sized stream, which is typically smaller than a river, where a, a brook is a small stream. Isn't that amazing how we have all of these definitions for everything? Everything is a little bit different than something else. Do you want my honorable mention? The only one that I had in there that we have not mentioned was a moat. All right there, Peter Pan. Has Peter Pan had a moat? I think you're thinking about a castle, dude. What was Peter Pan doing with moats? Isn't that what uh, what pirates and stuff, right? Isn't that what they use, moats? No, dude. No. There's castles. My, if you I have a castle, you have a moat around your castle. Pirates weren't using moats. Okay. Come on. I, I, might, I might not have uh, understood the exact definition of a moat. What is your least favorite body of water? To me, this is a, should be a unanimous number one, unless you live in that area. A retention pond? Oh, yeah, it be. yeah, nobody wants a fucking retention pond. I was going to go with a swamp. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you live in the city, uh, you know, in a, in, a, in a city, it's going to be a retention pond. If you live in kind of a non-populated area, a swamp is a good one. Do you want me to list off all 47 types of water bodies of water? Nope. I'm turning off my microphone. I'll see you later. I'm going to list them off. Okay. Tell me if you didn't know this was a body of water. I'm fascinated by this. Arroyo. I don't even know what that is, so I'm going to say no. A barachois. Once again, I don't know what you're saying. Shallow lagoon that is bounded on at least one side by a sandbar. Bay. Yeah. Bayou. Okay. A beck. Never heard of it. I'll interrupt you if I don't know what it is. Bite. have no idea. Billabong. Interrupt. Brook? Yeah. Burn. There's Small a burn. stream. A canal. Okay. Everybody knows what a canal is. Channel. Cove. Ah, we've got a cove is good though, man. We kind of forgot about cove. Yeah. Creek. A delta. Nobody wants to go to a delta. <laughs> Distributary. Estuary. Oh. Is that like tributary? <laughs> uh, no idea. Firth. Sounds sexy. Outlet of a large river. Fjord, we already talked about. Gulf? Yeah. Harbor. Inlet. Oh, harbors are nice. Inlet. Inlet. A kettle lake. Specifically, a kettle okay. lake. Kettle lake is specifically a lake that forms after a glacier has receded. Oh, well, that sounds not fun. A kill. It's just a creek. Lagoon, lake, lock. Okay, yeah, locks. That's a good one, too. A marsh. I do feel like a marsh. I view a marsh as being better than a swamp. Yeah, probably. Moat, the ocean. What's your favorite ocean, then? Oxbow Lake. Uh, The Pacific. Yeah, the Pacific. Pond. Only a few more. Pond, puddle. Reservoir. I don't think of reservoirs as being great, though. 
river, too much infrastructure. The sea, I don't know what the difference is between a sea and an ocean, a sea lock, a sound. As a person who lives off a of sound, I can say they're pretty good. I couldn't really tell you what the difference between a sound and a bay is. Spring, solid. Straight, yep. Mm-hmm. Stream, we talked about that one. Subglacial lake, that looks fucking awesome. I bet it is. Swamp. A tarn. No idea. Small alpine lakes. Ooh. Now you're just getting picky. Tide pool. There's your, there's your tributary, by the way. A vernal pool. I actually know what that is. Okay, define it. Let's see how close you get. Uh, it is a body of water that is made up of or by the rain. So it's more of a seasonal body of water because it's, you know, only when the rain is in excess and it creates a little pond. That's close enough. It's a type of wetland or use seasonal bodies of water that often form in areas with a Mediterranean climate. It's yeah, basically have one right next to my house. Hmm. They call it the vernal pond? They do. Really? They oh, it's do. the vernal over there. <laughs> Lots of VD. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of VD in Michigan. Uh, a wadi and a wash. I know what a wash is. I used to live in Arizona. Everybody in Arizona knows what a wash is. And then a wetland. Okay, we just went over 47 types of bodies <laughs> of water. If anybody is listening, we're going to offer you $100 if you just email us and <laughs> say what they are. I mean, listen, usually you're, you're telling me that I, I, I drive people away, but I'm fascinated. You on, yeah, you were hell-bent on getting the 47 out there. So I'm fascinated by that kind of stuff. I'm fascinated by that, like the names of everything. Bravo. Okay, that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of Profoundly Pointless. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you get a chance, subscribe. Leave us a rating or a review. Let us know what you think of the show. We love to hear from you. We're also up on YouTube, so we publish our podcast episodes on Wednesday, and then the YouTube videos go up on Thursday. So if you want to see the people that we're talking to, check out our YouTube channel. And let us know what you think are some of the best water bodies. I understand why John would go with ocean, but, I mean, it's important, right? Like, it's the most important, but is it the best? I think it's a stream. Let us know what you think. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.